It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, welcome in again to the CHGO White Sox postgame show presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download the app today and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome into Studio B. The B stands for Benintendi for tonight and tonight only because we are coming to you live from the West Loop of Chicago here in our downtown uh, in, in our downtown studios. I already said Chicago. Chicago. Saying Chicago twice would be redundant. That's the definition of the word, folks. As redundant as winning two walk-off games in a row? Oh, that's a spoiler, Stephen, oh. because we're coming to you live after a White Sox, and for the first time this season, for the second straight game, a White Sox win. A walk-off in the 10th inning. An Andrew Benatendi single. Uh, I am Sean Anderson, host of CHGO White Sox postgame show. You can follow me on Twitter, at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. That was the voice of my producer, Stephen Nicholas. Uh, Hello. That was my Herb impression. That's pretty good. Yeah, thank that's you. That's pretty good. You can follow Herb on Twitter, at Eknerwall23 uh, on Twitter. He's not here. He took Ziggy, his dog, to dog day. Um, there was 1,200 dogs in attendance. And I really butchered the first time I delivered this joke, Stephen. Uh, tw- wow. 1,200 dogs in attendance. Uh, tw- 1,200. Tw- there weren't even 1,200 people in the four games, f- the four games for the race series. Uh, wah, 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 wah. I have to get more dogs than people at the park. That, yeah, there you go. Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe people have two dogs, you know, two dogs to one person, you know, it's, it's, it's the, the only it's, way it's a ratio. You think they counted that as part of the attendance just to make them look better? I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. And, and thank you, Fred and Steven, for saying we sound much better. Steven Nicholas did a fantastic job uh, today making sure we, we figured out all these issues. So we're not going to have any uh, delays anymore. Hit that thumbs up button. We're over 30,000 subscribers. We are trying to be live for every moment of this White Sox season because you are diehards. And if you do want to become a diehard, go to allchgo.com, sign up to be a diehard. You can chat with all of the diehards like Husky Barda, who just sent in a super chat. Don't let them sleep on that 20 and 9 May. Only 19 left, folks. 1 and 0. Oh. They could go Two. 19 and 9. This is doable. They could go 19 and 9. 2 and 0. Oh. Oh, 2 and 0 oh in their last two. All right, folks? That's a streak. We're excited. Um, I, I, I did have a little bit of a rant on Jerry on the uh, CHGO pregame show. Um, hey, they, they, 
they won a World Series uh, with him as an owner before. It doesn't mean you can't have a magical season. It doesn't mean uh, a broken clock can't be right twice, right? Um, but if you do want to watch that segment, head over to the video page of our, again, YouTube page that has over 30,000 subscribers uh, and, and watch that video. Uh, I tried to put a lot of research and uh, passion into it, all right? So hopefully uh, we're representing you diehards uh, well. Vinny Duber will be joining us uh, soon from Guaranteed Rate Field, and you can follow him on Twitter at Vinny Duber. Uh, he's got a post up about the roster moves. Um, and Pedro Grafal in this said, they weren't intended to shake up the team. Pedro Grafal said of the 11 roster moves his team announced Tuesday. They were intended to make us better. Here are the roster moves. Recalled all-star shortstop. All-star. I like how they put that. Yeah, that's it's, nice. It's like all-star the Grizzlies. starting shortstop. Let's put that in there too. It's like the Grizzlies uh, specifically saying uh, Dylan Brooks is quote-unquote dead to them uh, in, in the press release today. That's how really feel. Um, recalled all-star shortstop Tim Anderson and infielder Hanser Alberto from the 10-day injured list. Selected the contracts of right-hander Alexander Colome, that is the same Alex Colome, but he does go by Alexander now. Colome, uh, Olive fielder Billy Hamilton, and left-handed pitcher Sammy Peralta from Class AAA Charlotte. They placed right-handed pitcher Joe Kelly on the paternity list. Placed infielder and outfielder Ben Zobrist type Romy Gonzalez on the ten-day injured list, retroactive to May first with right shoulder inflammation. Uh, that's probably why he couldn't catch the ball. Yeah, it was his left shoulder he missed it with. But who, who's paying range, attention, right? Range of motion was affected. Um, and then, here are the big moves. Option outfielder Oscar Colas and infielder Lenin Sosa to Charlotte. Colas, more important than Sosa. And designated left-handed pitcher Jake Diekman. Do you have the celebration noise? Do we have anything? What's the best? What's the most exciting sound effect you have? Jake Diekman's also fucking There you go. There you go. Hey, there you go. Uh you know, hey, uh, the, the White Sox payroll went down $25 million, but uh, thank God they can buy out Jake Diekman's contract still. Um, and the other move uh, was designating uh, Franklin German, Herman. We never knew. Uh, never knew you. Never N- needed nice to, to know you. Yeah. Didn't get the proper introduction. Herb didn't get to beat you on MLB The Show. Um, but it's interesting because the recap of the game involves a lot of those people. Uh, Tim Anderson uh, came up after Elvis Andrews bunted Defensive replacement and ghost runner in the 10th inning, Hansa Alberto over third base. Uh, Jake Berger batted eighth, and Hansa Alberto ended up defensively replacing him. Uh, funny enough, uh, Hansa Alberto actually didn't field the ball that went over the fence because Alexander Colome, who got uh, called up from AAA, uh, gave up a homer. Who saw that coming? Uh, I did love the tweet from James Fegan. Uh, Interesting to see Colome come in t- for the eighth to protect a lead. But maybe Renteria is looking for the six-out save. Oh, God, where am I? What year is it? Uh, it's not 2019, folks. It's 2023. And Alexander Colome, the great, Alexander the great, Column A, is still blowing games for your White Sox. New name, same washed pitcher. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and, and he's been washed. Uh, but thankfully, Andrew Benatendi. Bless up. Uh, Benny. Uh, came in in, in the clutch and, and gave the White Sox a win. Um, but a lot of those players were important. Billy Hamilton uh, was, was he the, where, he, was, he was on base. Yeah, so he was, he, he was in runner. the ninth inning. In the ninth inning, the two players that made outs after, um, it was Aloy, right? Aloy grounded out and Hamilton moved to third. Yes. Um, so the White Sox, again, just like the 10th inning, uh, they get a runner on third base. And then the players that make the outs, Adam Hazley and Hanser Alberto. 
<laughs> so it just just rough looks for the team that's making 11 roster moves, but a win streak of two. All right, Vinny Duber's joining us. Let's take an ad break. Um, I know you people have been waiting, uh, and, and we do really appreciate your patience, but uh, you know, we're gonna. I, I read fast, okay? Uh, I do want to let you know about our excellent sponsors, and Steven is a big, big fan of Pins and Aces. They're the official golf apparel partner of All City and CHGO. Steven loves his Pins and Aces gear. I love their hats. They are truly nice. Those they, are nice v- hats. Very similar to this build. I love this kind of uh, this kind of form. Uh, lovely, lovely golf hats. Lovely polos. Lovely golf bags. And even our favorite beer sleeve. They're a family-owned golf and apparel business. And they understand that you want to get a little loose, right, on the golf course. Hey, you're not a pro. You want to, you know, live a little, drink a little. It's an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right inside your golf bag and keep drinks cold the entire round. So check out Pins and Aces and use code CHGO to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. Also want to let you know about DraftKings Sportsbook. I took the White Sox on the run line, plus one and a half at minus 120. I told you they're going to go 20 and nine. Uh, If you get plus one and a half runs at home, I'm going to likely take that. And thankfully, the White Sox aren't that big of a joke of a team because baseball season isn't full spring. Whether you're rooting for the home team or betting on your favorite player, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered for all this season action. Plus, everyone can hit it out of the park with a DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlay. Boost your winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. And hey, I would have included uh, uh, Eloy Jimenez to hit a homer in my uh, parlay. I gave one out on CHGO bets. Michael Kopech to strike out five. That happened. Andrew Vaughn to get a hit. Did that happen? I'm, I really don't. Yeah, yeah, you had that rocket shot up the middle. Boom. Uh, and then uh, Aloy Jimenez did a homer. I don't know what that those odds would be, but it'd be pretty good, and you could boost it as well. So I should have done that, and I would have been big. So join the big league action now on DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app and sign up with the code CHGO. New customers can fetch just $5 on any pregame money line and get $150 in bonus bets if their team wins only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-505 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. Or in New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4077. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and specific state responsible and gambling resources. Hi, Vinny Duber. Hello there. Hi. You can follow Vinny Duber on Twitter at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. And you know he's a beat writer because guess what? He posted an article today about the 11 roster moves that the White Sox made. Vinny, we have already gone through them. Uh, But... I mean, should we start with Tim Anderson? Should we start with Andrew Benatendi? I mean, what was the locker room talking about after their second win for the first time uh, this year in the 2023 season? Uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of Benintendi talk today. Obviously, uh, you know, by the time the tenth inning rolls around and he's hitting the walk off hit, everybody's kind of forgotten about the home run robbery that he made in the first inning. Uh, you know, I think I even uh, heard when that was brought up uh, as a question to Pedro Grafol in the post game media session. I heard another reporter go, "Oh yeah, that's right." <laughs> like, <laughs> and so you know, uh, uh, kind of a uh, uh, multiple facets of Andrew's game on display tonight but uh, the thing Pedro was was talking about the most was that Andrew Benintendi still not feeling very well after getting hit on the elbow last Friday against the Rays um you know so it, he, he's jumping up and making that catch with the right arm that took that pitch off of it uh and and but he's going out there and gutting it out I think the thing that's come up a couple of times now Pedro brought it up again tonight is um 
it might take all the way to the end of the year. And I think maybe Sean, maybe he was talking to you with this one. Uh, it, it might take you all the way to the year to see and catalog everything that Andrew Benintendi brings, because it is just, he is just one of those guys that goes about his business on a daily basis, contributes in some way on a daily basis, but it might not be the headline stealing tonight. It was, but it might not be the headline stealing thing like a home run or, you know, uh, if you're a pitcher striking out the side, something like that. But at the end of the year, you're going to look up and say, boy, Andrew Benintendi did a lot to help this team out over the course of six months. So uh, a, a big moment for him tonight, maybe the, the the memorable moment of his first season on the south side. We'll see how many more he has. But, uh, you know, just again, kind of the idea that he is going to uh, just kind of go about his business, be quiet about it, too, as we've heard. Right. Uh, but, hey, it's going to add up to an awful lot by the time the season's over. Yeah, and hey, my point is, you know, I get that he's a consistent player. I get the signing is fine. I was going to go into a whole diatribe if we had the time, but we had, you know, little tech issues, and you're here a little bit earlier than I thought. Uh, and and I, I won't bore you with the diatribe, but like, you see Joey Gallo on the other side. He's got seven home runs. He'd be leading the White Sox right now. I, I think that his ceiling tied. is He'd huh? be tied. He'd be tied, tied right, with Jake Berger, Jake, with Jake yeah. Berger uh, who gets defensively replaced with Hanser Alberto, who leads the team in, uh, who is, t- oh, sorry, tied for lead in errors on the team. Um, but, like, Gallo, I, I think he, his ceiling is extremely high. Obviously, he has a low floor, um, but the power is what I desire. And we see that he almost sneaks one right down the foul line as well to, to give the Twins a third run. Uh, and, and thankfully, uh, the, the park didn't hold that one in. Um, Nimmo is a guy that I think has a, a ceiling of, of, you know, seven to, to six war um, and, and really a floor of four. I, I think Conforto has shown a ceiling of five. Benintendi is going to be around a th- two to a three win p- a war player no matter what, right? Conforto, Gallo, Nimmo might have injury issues. Benintendi has proven that he can play 155 games. The White Sox needed consist- consistency and he brings consistency, right? I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to say that he's a bad player. He's a fine player. The issue is the guys that are needed to be five war players. Tim Anderson hasn't played, you know, 123 or more games in his career. Luis Robert has questions about his ability to play over 100 games. Aloy Jimenez really isn't a right fielder anymore. Uh, Yoan Moncada has this mysterious back injury that sounds really, really tense and really, really, you know, hard to, to, to battle through. And Yasmani Grandal has proven that he can be a high war player, but he's still fighting back from injuries. But he looks pretty good. Um, but again, what you're relying on a catcher with 34, uh, or a 34 year old catcher with back problems. Like, I don't know the white Sox. I felt needed a little bit more oomph. And again, Ben Tennessee's fine. He's not providing the oomph. He's, he's mild. He's not hot. Sure. Uh, which is fine. I think, yeah. Uh, again, first, the first point is that's not his fault. And no, I think no, no, the no, second no, no. fault, and, and I think the second point is that the White Sox thought that that's what they needed. They thought that that completed the puzzle for them. They thought that all those guys that you ran through were going to be doing a lot better than they've been doing. Uh, obviously, the team wouldn't only have nine wins at this point if they if they played out that way. But, uh, you know, I, I don't think Benintendi's doing anything but giving the White Sox exactly what they thought he would. And and I think that those numbers, even if there are offensive numbers that are down for him, and I'm sure there are because they are across this whole team, um, I think the confidence level among the White Sox and certainly among Pedro Grifol, who managed him in, or who coached him in Kansas City, you'll remember, um, is extremely high that those numbers are going to be there at the end of the year and that you're going to look up at the end of September and the White Sox are going to be able to say, we got exactly what we wanted out of Andrew Benintendi. Now, you're right. He's only one player, and if the if the rest of the roster doesn't do what they're supposed to do, then it's not a signing that 
makes you a champion because the 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 rest of the team isn't doing enough to to make you a champion either. Um, but I think the idea is that Benintendi's probably going to do what what they thought he would do, and I think they would all tell you right now that they're very happy with that signing. Yeah, and and that's fair. Um, again, it's you know now Luis Robert is like the focal point, like. You know, he goes one for three and a walk. That's great to see, but he's he's down to the, the fifth spot. Did Pedro talk about Robert returning to the lineup after the whole uh, communication issue between them, uh, the two on Saturday? Not really. I mean, I think the idea is that Tim Anderson's back and Tim Anderson's back in the leadoff spot. I, I don't think that was ever going to be a question, you know, and uh, Luis Robert obviously struggled there. His his struggles might have been magnified because he was there, but he, it's not like he's not an important part of the lineup. The guy's batting right in the thick of it right now. So um, he took a step in the right direction today, getting on base twice. He, him and Vaughn were the only people who were on base twice, I believe, for the White Sox. So, um, it, you know, a, a, a fine game for him, uh, uh, but Obviously, they're going to need him to be a lot more than fine if they're going to, uh, A, dig themselves out of this hole, and B, get what they thought they were going to get out of Luis Robert. Absolutely. Um, I, someone who looked well more than fine uh, was, hello, Michael Kopech. Uh, he looked really good. Uh, there was a little bit of a shaky inning, but he only gave up one run run. Uh, did Pedro talk about what Kopech did? Uh, you can show the graphics, Stephen. Uh, six innings pitch for Michael Kopech, one earned run, one hit, seven Ks, five walks. Uh, did Griffal talk about what was working for Kopech and did Kopech, you know, address that as well? Yeah, I think the focus this time around was making sure that he was using all his pitches and and he was doing that today. Uh, you know, obviously Michael Kopech is a great fastball. He's going to throw that fastball a lot and he did today too, but he wants to make sure that he's not just a two pitch pitcher. And uh, he was able to accomplish that today. Uh, but obviously those walks stick out like a sore thumb. Five walks is, is, is not, is not good. And listen, this, uh, this White Sox pitching staff is experiencing that problem you know, in total, this is not just a Michael Kopech problem. This is a White Sox problem, uh, and uh, they need to fix it because the walks are just so high. The pitching staff is just walking so many guys. So um, Kopech contributed to that tonight, uh, and and his goal is to, to make sure he's not, again, uh, or not as much contributing to it. So um, they're busting out the leaf blowers in front of me here, so hopefully it's not too uh, too big too big of a noisy uh, problem. But, uh, yeah, Kopech was good tonight. He, he did what he needed to do one run in six innings. That's a perfect, uh, not perfect, but a, a job well done. Yeah, absolutely. And, and six innings too. Um, that, that's great. Um, let, let's talk a little bit about the roster moves. Cause I, I talked a little bit how they affected the game. Uh, Alex Colome comes in, in the eighth inning. I read the James Fegan tweet. I, I try to do it as much justice as possible. I thought that was great about, uh, here comes Alex Colome to protect a lead. Like, I, I mean, I still can't believe that was happening today. Uh, Billy Hamilton as well, back on the White Sox. Uh, what do you make of the 11 roster moves? I mean, there's a lot to go through. Uh, you can go to uh, the story. Which one was the I most surprising? For... The most surprising? I, I I mean, I don't know. I guess Colome. I mean, I guess, you know, the two pitchers that they brought up, Colome and Peralta. I mean, Peralta is certainly not a household name um, when it comes to, to guys that might have been getting the call. Um, but I mean, I didn't see column a happening. I didn't see Hamilton happening. You know, uh, these guys weren't necessarily um, entirely on the radar. I think of moves that could have been made today. We talked yesterday on yesterday's off day show and it was, well, they're bringing back, you know, two infielders. So they're going to get rid of two infielders and they did, but um, you know, bringing up some other guys along with it. So I, I think column a was surprising and it was surprising to see him out there in the eighth inning in a one run game. Now, 
I'm not going to go in on Pedro because we, we've spent the last month being like, oh, who can he turn to? Who can he turn to in the pen? I wrote today in the in the story that I put up, all the ERAs of everybody in the bullpen, my God, outside of Santos and Middleton, yeah. they're they're through the roof. So, I mean, it's like, you know, uh, if, if, if it's what uh, you said yesterday, the bullpen is the biggest reason to be concerned. You can't be concerned that he's not going to Aaron Bummer, that he's not going to Jimmy Lambert, that he's not going to Kendall Graveman. Uh, I mean, all these guys have ERAs, the, you know, the, the, the size, the size of the uh, Sears tower, but um, you know, it, so, but yeah, column a was surprising me just because I thought maybe he would take a little more time down in, in triple a to get, to get ready for the season. But um Pedro is complimentary. I, you know, he faced four guys and two of them got extra base hits. So I don't know if, if the assessment that he pitched well was, was on point, but uh, Pedro was complimentary and he said he liked the matchup. I asked him about it. I'm like, Hey, Calame, uh, you know, he has experience in these, in these late inning situations, but, but why did you put him in there? And he said, I like the matchup. So there you go. And that's all you got. I mean, that's where's Kendall Graveman? Yeah. Where's Kendall Graveman? So I don't know about Kendall Graveman specifically, but I know that Pedro said that they didn't have a full bullpen tonight at their disposal. And certainly we can we know that Reynaldo Lopez was one of those guys right, because of what yes. he said pregame about Reynaldo. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe some of those guys were. I mean, he pitched he pitched uh, Colome, Middleton, and Lambert tonight. Um, Lambert's pitched like a hundred times already, so you knew he, you were going to see him. But uh, and, and and Middleton's been really good, so that's fine. But uh, but you know, Colome that that was a surprise. It was a surprise. Don't forget Groot. Of course, of course, Groot. I am Groot. How can I? How can I forget? Groot it's a big week for Groot too. Nasty. Oh, is it coming big out? Big week for Groot. Friday, yeah. Have you asked him? No. Bug him. Come on, you got you got to bug you him. You want me to ask? They, they you need leave. me to ask him when he's going to see uh, Guardians? I just ask him about Groot. I mean, it just be like, hey, I saw your, your headband. What's what's you you big you excited for Friday? Gotta you can chat, Marvel. Oh, can I? I'll I'll bore Gregory Santos to tears. Oh, he might be excited. You don't know. Make a friend. <laughs> Go see. Come on. Bring Casey on Friday with Gregory Santos. Do you have an off day? I mean, like, you guys can go to the midnight premiere. That'd be great content. They don't have an off day on Friday. They're in Cincinnati. <laughs> go, uh, Cincinnati has movie theaters. You're going to... Who's driving to Cincinnati? Herbis! This is great content. What are you talking about? You, Ziggy... The camera's gone out. I mean, this is great, Vinny. I mean, this is wonderful. Um, anyways, uh, let's go back to the, the the roster moves. I mean, their their opening day right fielder is Oscar Colas, and now, yeah. come May first, he's in, or I guess May second, uh, May second, uh, he's he's in AAA again. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't think anybody can look at what Oscar Colas did over a month of the season and say that this is a shocking development. You know what I mean? It would have been surprising back in spring training when he won the job because, you know, we, listen, we've been talking about Oscar Colas as the everyday right fielder since November. That's when Rick Hahn started bringing it up at the GM meetings, right? And, uh, you know, it, he didn't do anything during spring training to kind of dissuade the idea to disprove the idea that he wasn't ready for this and you know he, he had a great spring and it's like all right give the guy a test um but he has not passed the test in fact he's failed the test his numbers were very poor um and you know he even had some defensive problems i thought i mean there were enough moments um you know, to, to say he was supposed to be this big defensive improvement over what they had last year. And I think he was because what they had last year was a first baseman playing the corner outfield, but they, they brought him in and he was supposed to be a part of this big defensive 
improvement that the team made over the offseason, particularly in the outfield. And he's having a lot of moments where he's chasing balls around the corner and and and, and taking some questionable routes. I mean, there's uh, it, it it all added up to this probably being necessary. And and listen, sometimes that's what happens. We're used to uh, over the last however many years with the White Sox seeing these big name prospects come up and having them stick, whether they are there are questions or or, or poor stretches or injuries or whatever. You know, Eloy didn't go back down. Robert didn't go back down. Uh, you know, uh, Kopech obviously had the injury, but Cease didn't go back down. I mean, these guys come up and they stay up. That was part of it when we were ta- when during the rebuild, Rick Hahn would always say, we want to promote these guys so they can not just survive but thrive. This is the first time we've really seen a, a big-name prospect come up and then have to go back down pretty quickly because things are just not clicking. Um, and so it's a little bit of a strange sight, I think, for White Sox fans. But this does happen across baseball. I mean, heck, the guy uh, down in, in St. Louis, Jordan Walker, just a, a, right. a last week, I think it was, got sent down to AAA, and he was off to a really nice start. So um, – the, it, this is something that happens. It's not the end of Oscar Colas. In fact, I think he had an extra base hit at least tonight down, uh, down with Charlotte. But, uh, you know, it, it, it is a clear um, thing that happens when the production was what it was. He was not pr- producing the way the White Sox thought he was going to. And by the way, Gavin Sheets has been one of the most more consistent hitters on this team. I understand that now if you're going to put him out there on a regular basis, that defensive improvement you talked about kind of goes right out the window. But this is a team that has also had a lot of trouble scoring runs. And so to go ahead and get a guy in the lineup every day, who's going to, uh, you know, give you a consistent at bat or something. I mean, he had a hit tonight. Um, you know, Kevin Sheets is, is, is not nothing out there. I think a lot of people are reacting saying, Oh my God, they're doing it again. The, the first baseman in right field. Sure. But there are other problems on this team besides just outfield, you know, besides right field defense. And if sheets can help you solve one of them, you, you take you take what is going on in right field I think yeah nine nine and 21 explains that enough um the the, the part of your article where uh, all of their important relievers have eras above five <laughs> was also a pretty good part I, I still I mean may, maybe graveman's dealing with something but like I, I still can't believe that you're and I'm not I'm not trying to stay on this but like you, you're paying that guy eight million dollars and He's, you know, Alex Colomay is returning and, and he's used, like, I thought you paid Kendall Greenman to not have Alex Colomay on the team and Alexander Colomay. Let's be, let's be fair. Um, if we're going to do Please. Luis, you know, respect Luis Robert Jr. We got to respect uh, Alexander Colomay as well. Um, let's go to the, um, the, the, the part that I want to ask with right field, like, what is the current outlook? I know, obviously this isn't going to where this isn't where the roster will settle, right? I know there was just 11 roster moves, but I feel like this isn't even where the roster will end up finishing out. But it seems like Adam Hazley might be long for this team. Is is that, am, am I right in, in bringing that up? Is it Sheets, Hazley, and Aloy? And, and, you know, how do those guys get worked in? Well, that's what Pedro said, is that it'll be mixing and matching based on Sheets, Aloy, and, and Hazley. Um that being said, he also said that this is a really good opportunity for Gavin Sheets. And so I wouldn't be surprised if Sheets gets the majority of the starts in right field. But we'll see. And I think uh, <laughs> your battery's been exhausted, Sean. Um, <laughs> I think uh, I think if you when you look at right field, Sheets is probably the guy that's going to get the majority. But again, those matchups might be different and you might see a, a bit more of a rotation. Aloy was always going to play some right field. We knew that from spring training. We knew that from before spring training, if we're being honest, because Pedro brought it up at his introductory press conference. But, uh, you know, Hazley here right now, doesn't he kind of do the same thing as Billy Hamilton? I I, I don't know. But But at the same time, 
do they need – I mean, they're in, once they're infield healthy, even before they're infield healthy, I mean, you got Jake Berger over at third base. You know, do you need another backup infielder other than Hanser Alberto? So, I mean, does it hurt to have Hazley and Hamilton up here? I don't know. Um, but uh, right now, in terms of starts, yes, Sheets, Eloy, Hazley are going to be mixed and matched in right field. You're going to see Billy Hamilton used the way he was used tonight. Pinch runner, late game defensive replacement, if that's even necessary, because maybe, who knows, maybe Hazley is the better option defensively, um, and, and that's why he's here. And, and Hamilton is just here to use those legs. And heck, Hamilton almost won them the game with his legs tonight. Yes. Seriously, he did. He, 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 he gets on, or uh, Vaughn walks, goes to first base. They put the pinch runner Hamilton in. He immediately steals second, and then he goes to third on a ball hit to the third baseman. I mean, you can't. It, 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 it seems like you can't stop him sometimes. And the the kind of weapon that is, that's why I kept talking about him in the spring training is like, right. oh, they got to put him on the roster because look what he can do. And in the first inning that he's used this season as uh, with the major league team, he shows you exactly what he can do. So I think that's how the outfield is going to work moving forward. Ben Intendi and, and Robert obviously aren't going anywhere. So all the movement's going to be in right. Yeah. I, and I mean, do we have a, I mean, so Cal- Kelly will come back. That probably will send Peralta back down right i mean that that, that that makes sense um do we have a timeline for mancata i know he still needs a rehab assignment and that that hasn't been scheduled right no in fact we heard liam Hendricks is going to start a rehab assignment this weekend we so we know that before you on mancata i mean obviously that's that's reason for everybody to cheer if we yeah. saw him today really great to see him around um but yeah when it comes to mancata that sounds like a tough. That sounds like a tough injury to be dealing with. Now he's been working out there. We saw him. You know, we're seeing him run. We're seeing him uh, take ground balls. We're seeing him do everything. They say he's working on the swing as well. That's probably being done back in the cages and back in the hitting lab. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I saw him run on the field and throw a bucket of uh, bubble gum in the air tonight. So maybe that's a positive sign. But <laughs> but but uh, uh, you know, I, could I, you I imagine that, you uh, writing an article? White Sox lose Moncada to bubble gum throwing incident. Like that's how that he might throws be a first. his back is chucking up a, a bucket of bubblegum. That might be a first. We saw Sammy Sosa throw his back out sneezing. <laughs> uh, so that this might be the first, but, uh, but yeah, I, there's no timeline on him yet, but uh, it'll be asked uh, over the next few days, I'm sure. And, and maybe there's an update. We'll see. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, th- so Mankata is the only person, I mean, obviously Kelly, but like that's the only other person they're waiting for, right. To be back at full strength. Hendricks and Crochet. Oh, uh, Hendricks and Crochet, right. Uh, um, yeah. And, you know, Hendricks, I mean, that is that is fantastic news that, you know, we are getting closer and closer to his return. Um, and, and, you know, hopefully we get to hear from him soon. Um, let's take a quick break, and then we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, tonight's game, and, and then we'll wrap up. Um, Want to let you know about Shady Rays. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends over at Shady Rays have you covered with the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. They have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventure. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. So wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange your pair for a new uh, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days because Shady Rays has your back. There's no risk when you shop. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code CHGO for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized shades. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000. People. I also want to let you know about game time. Uh, game time is going to take the stress away. Steven, 
you've had a lot of stress tonight. Yeah. You know, it'd be nice, an easy, breezy deal. Just go to Game Time, download the app. 15 million people have downloaded this app, and it is easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, whether it's sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. You could be a thespian and enjoy the theater. Huh? I mean, you could go to the, the Philharmonic and do, I mean, I mean, did you see that? And that lady enjoyed the Philharmonic. I mean, I think that's more of a Roman ad, but whatever. Um, forget planning months ahead. Game Time has deals right up to the day on the event. So if you want to go to the White Sox game tomorrow, download the Game Time app. And the Game Time guarantee means that you'll always have the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less. Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. So snag the tickets without the stress. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code CHGO for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CHGO for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Also, want to let you know about FOCO. Um, our friend, uh, Tim Anderson over here, probably get it more on camera. Uh, it's a lovely uh, bobblehead from FOCO. They, they donated this uh, set decoration for us, and he's in his uh, little south side uniform, uh, number a little seven in the back. You got the facade when you walk up on 35th and Shields, and the lovely red line stop as well. They really got all the details of, uh, of the experience of 35th and Shields in a bobblehead. That's crazy. You can't even see it. They're so excited that the camera got exhausted with, with joy and excitement and, and, and what I don't even, I, I lost words to even describe it. Um, but check out foco.com or click the link in the description below. For all non presale items, just promo code CHGO for 10% off. That's code CHGO for 10% all non presale items over at foco, F O C O.com. Um, so. I mean, did, did they discuss Roman Gonzalez's injury as well? I know people were saying a, a fake IL uh, stint for, for Romy. He does have two minor league options, so I really don't understand the, the fake IL uh, talk. If he's injured, he's injured. Uh, what was there a discussion about Romy and uh, his Ben Zobrist abilities? Shoulder inflammation uh, is what it says in the press release, and apparently it's been bugging him for a while. Uh, he made a diving play about a week ago, maybe more. I, I, I don't remember the exact play, but that's what Pedro said. It was a dive in the outfield. Um, and uh, it's kind of been bugging him ever since. And he's been playing through it, but uh, it was enough to to send him to the injured list at this point. So, um, yeah, they lose, they lose him for what he's able to do in terms of being a versatile player all over the field. But um, obviously the bat has not been doing much of anything. Uh, and then he had that, that poor that poor defensive play on Sunday, which of course is probably front of everyone's mind considering it was the most recent thing that he did for this team. So um, that's, that's tough. It's been a tough go for Romy, uh, but yeah, shoulder uh, that's been nagging and is now forced him out. Um, yeah. Hey, I, I, if I just, another player playing injured. I mean, uh, you know, we t hear about Aloy um, and, and his leg soreness. Um, he's playing DH and he's able to manage that. Um, and obviously he's just not that fast. So a pinch runner makes sense for him, but we see him getting pinch ran for on, on Sunday's walk-off win. Um, Luis Robert, obviously, you know, telling his teammates, but not telling the coaching staff that he's got leg soreness. Um, it, it just, it's, it seems like the same storylines of 2022 over again. And obviously this is a shoulder. That's a little bit different, but still playing, playing for a week injured. Like if you're not ready to go, why are these guys playing? It, it's just such a frustrating storyline for these fans. And I know these guys want to grit it out. I know these guys want to be uh, winning for their team. And we've heard that from Pedro Grafol. You know, they want to break the schneid. They want to be a part of breaking that, that winning streak. Um, but it, it is just frustrating that even Romy Gonzalez, who 
isn't producing well, period, is also trying to produce hurt. Um, I, I know Rick Hahn talked a lot in the offseason that they were going to try to focus on that, but um, that really hasn't been proven that that's been worked on or at least adjusted. Well, I'll say this in terms of, I'll give you an example. Um, Aloy Jimenez is not really able to run very well right now. Aloy Jimenez hit a home run tonight. Uh, Aloy Jimenez had four hits on Sunday. Uh, he's a big reason why they won the last two games. Is he 100%? No. Um, but he's a DH. He, he doesn't need to do too much running relative to his teammates. Um, and he can still swing and swing really well. Uh, is that something that you would take? If you're the White Sox and you have very little offensive capability right now and uh, just finished a month in which you were 13 games under 500 and you need to start winning and win every single game you possibly can from here on out, would you take a less than 100% Aloy Jimenez or are you going to tell him to go sit down um, even though he can hit? Um, that is not uh, obviously applicable to every single player, but that, that's one example. Um, I also think that this is probably something that's far more widespread across baseball than most White Sox fans are right. thinking about. I think they see what's happening with their team and they say, this is frustrating because it's not working right now. Um, I think baseball players do this on an annual basis every single year. Heck, we heard that Liam Hendricks has been pitching with a partially torn ten ligament in his elbow for like 10 years. <laughs> I mean, there, there, this is, if just, there's this one, is just what baseball players do. Oh, uh, mm, Liam Hendricks is different. That, oh, well, he, he's different. I, I obviously, I'm just giving an example. On. I'm saying, I'm saying I know, I know. baseball players play at less than 100 percent all the time. If you're going to wait for Absolutely. them to be at 100 percent, you're never going to be able to field a major league team. And I'm not saying Aloy Jimenez shouldn't be out there. Uh, exit velocities of 108.4, 106.3, and the homer was hit at 104.3. He's smacking the ball, and 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 what? I Only mean, is one hundred four point three. Yeah, I I loved Jack FM as a kid. I was there on the South Side Irish Parade. Oh, maybe a freshman or so, and I think I was on a float. I don't remember, uh, but I do remember the old Jack FM per, uh, the float coming by, and I'm like, oh wow, a station for me, an old man. Um, I really do love the old days, like the '70s and '80s. Oh boy, if I could you're go kill, back. You're, you're killing me with this because see, Jack FM came along after I was a kid. I was referencing, <laughs> I was referencing oldies 104.3. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> hell yeah, love that. <laughs> um, uh, drop your favorite radio station in the in the chat. I'll, we'd love to read those out as well. Um, yeah, I mean, Aloy. Uh, uh, I got distracted. Well, but you got you got Benintendi point. too, right? I mean, Benintendi's playing hurt tonight. I, oh, Pedro Pedro goes yes with he's the elbow. Hurt. He's not. He's not 100. He's not even close. That's what Pedro said. Benintendi told us after the game that arm's going to hurt for a long time. I mean, if if I understand the frustration because it piled up so much last year, but I think it piles up for every team. And it's how how it's not. Can you play at uh, close to 100? percent It's how well can you play at whatever percent you're at. And I think, and the problem with the White Sox last year was that those guys who were playing injured with maybe the exception of Jose Abreu, remember he was in that sore legs group, right? Um, the, the, the exception of him, maybe those players weren't playing well while they were hurt or sore or whatever you want to call it. Other teams can probably get guys to play much better when they're doing that. And and that might be the case for the White Sox this year. You have no idea, certainly to this point, that none of them have played well, whether they're healthy or not. But, uh, you know, 
over the course of the season, maybe you're going to see some of these guys play banged up and play well. We'll see. So uh, my uh, point that I wanted to bring up was, uh, is Adam Hazley and Billy Hamilton on the uh, on the roster right now because Pedro Gafal cannot use Aloy Jimenez in the outfield. I mean, if, he, if he's dealing with sore legs, they don't want to probably overwork him in the outfield. I, I just think, again, w- when I heard Pedro mention in spring training that they were going to try Aloy Jimenez out in right field, it just sounded like a very naive point about a, a, a manager who really didn't know the player. Like, I mean, it's it's May and he's already dealing with leg soreness again. And, and we've seen this before. Like, I, I hope it's not a, a lingering issue for him. He's clearly fine and managing it fine. And I always thought that he should be a DH. But it's just like, are, do you think they're being a little bit more serious about what he is and, and maybe about his, his limit uh, uh, capabilities, I guess? I mean, they've played 30 games, and granted, he was on the IL for a little bit, but they've played 30 right. games, and he's played all but two of them in in as the DH. Um, so I think you can, A, go by what you've seen, which is overwhelmingly he's been DHing. You can, B, go by what he said today, which is Aloy is going to be in the mix to play right field. That might not be very often, but he's right. going to be in the mix, whatever percentage that is, and I'm not listing another favorite radio station by just saying the mix over and over again. Um, Cause I'm a drive man, which is of course the least surprising thing that anybody has ever heard. But the set to my, my number one preset in the car is obviously 97 one, the FM, the drive. Um, but Aloy is not going to play a lot of outfield, but he might play the outfield. He's playing DH and he's doing it fine. He obviously hasn't hit very well this season so far, but the last two days he's done. Uh, he's made some, very, very important contributions with the bat. That's why you have him in the lineup. And the idea is that he would be doing that on a daily basis, much like he was in the second half of last year. Um, not like what you saw during April. Um, I do want to go to the chat just because now you're bringing up the drive. Uh, 97.1 FM, uh, the mix 101.9. Uh, I'll bring up 100.3 she as well. Cause I work there as well. Uh, the whole, uh, what's it called? Uh, now I'm blanking on the name. I forget the, fa- the, the cumul. No, it's not cumulus. Hubbard. I think it is. Um, Hubbard. Uh, Cumulus is, is LS. Um, but we got Clark bringing up uh, 104.9 XRX in Rockford. He also brought up WKRXP in Cincinnati. That's a you great. You threw an X in there. Why did you throw an X in there? Because I I, I, I I don't know. I, I, I throw out. It's kind of a word vomit for me. You're no, you know? you're no Dr. Johnny Fever. That's for sure. Oh, God. I don't know who that is. Uh, He's on the show that you just sang the theme song to. I, I just know the theme song, though. Like, I just, I, on, I have that about... start on Spotify. Where's that streaming? Hey, Dr. Johnny Fever, Venus Flytrap, the whole gang. Oh, boy. Here we go. You were you are a <laughs> 70s man. Uh, you are a drive man. Uh, and, and people are saying the old loop as well. Um, you know, uh, just shout out to Chicago radio. Um, yeah. But anyways, uh, I do want to talk a little bit about Pedro. Um, you have these tweets. Um I, I thought your tweet about Jake Berger batting eighth was was interesting. Um, thought it was very similar to when he talked about Benatendi hitting third. Quote, I like him in any slot in the order. Right now I like him in the three hole. I've got my reasons. We'll address those when the time comes. But I like him in the three hole right now. That's why he's there. It's not by accident. And then you asked Pedro Grafol about Jake Berger batting eighth today. Quote, he's a part of our lineup. He's going to get his share of his at-bats. He's going to get his time to be able to help us win games. He's a big part of this. He's a big part of this right now, and he's a big part of this moving forward. Like, I, I, I have we learned much? Like, I, 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 he's on the team, of course. Like, I, I really, I really don't understand what he's trying to. 
he's getting less at-bats batting eighth. That doesn't really make any sense to me, that quote. No, it didn't really answer the question that was asked. I I, I know, but I, I everybody well, I was I screaming at me, wondering why he was batting eighth. And so I asked, and I gave you what he said. Um, I'm not yelling at you. I'm yelling into the void. So many, so many people were yelling at me on Twitter. I'm very sensitive. Uh, we love you. The, the, I got, guys, I didn't write the lineup. Uh, the... <laughs> The idea Big J journalist. He's neutral. The only thing that I can think of, the thing that I come to first in terms of explaining why this happened was the lineup consistency that all you guys wanted so badly. It seems to be here big time. Now, it's getting moved around. Obviously, Robert was dropped to fifth today. Um, He's in a prolonged slump, obviously, so things maybe needed to change there. But look at who's batting one through seven and and nine, for that matter. Uh, The the guys that were supposed to be there all along, right? Anderson, Benintendi, Vaughn, Eloy, Robert, who was sixth, Sheets, uh, and then Grandel seventh and Elvis ninth. I mean, that's your starting lineup when your team is healthy right now because Colas didn't do what he was supposed to do. You get Yohan Moncada back, that's probably going to change. I can't imagine Yohan Moncada is going to come back and bat eighth, but you want lineup consistency, you're getting it. And the guys who are going to be in there every single day are going to are 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 where they generally thought they were going to be when the season started. So um, now, listen, Jake Berger's been excellent, but I think we say every time when Jake Berger uh, comes up is that we don't know if this is going to last. Right? Jake Berger didn't get any hits today. Um, Now you know we don't. Jake Berger is a, is a good hitter. That's obvious. He's proven that in limited time. But Jake Berger right now has had a very hot couple of weeks. If Pedro Grafal commits to him being their cleanup man right now, I mean, like, what's he going to do if Jake Berger cools off, if the league reacts to Jake Berger and figures out how to pitch him a little bit better? Yeah, he's their hottest hitter right now. Um, that's what I can think. That's not my opinion. I'm not defending yeah. that that logic it's just that's what it seems like might be happening again i gave you the answer that he gave to the question he didn't say any of that but i'm looking at the lineup that was trotted out today and it looks like a lineup that you think it should look like at the start of the season if that makes sense uh, it does make sense um and like I, I the mancada thing that you bring up is interesting just because where does he bat he was on fire when he was healthy um, does that move Robert down? Does Robert end up batting six, the MVP candidate? Um, and then Jake Berger, I, I understand your point. Maybe he does cool off, but still right now he's got the highest OPS on the team at 951. Can't take that bat out of the lineup. Like, I know you wrote about this a little bit. And it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't out of the lineup. I mean, no, absolutely. I mean, listen, yeah. they, he came up with, I think, but at least one big run scoring chance. Maybe maybe that was the only one, but the only run, the only inning before the late innings in which the White Sox got a guy to second base, I believe Jake Berger came up to bat with that guy on second base. I think it was Sheets um, who who had singled earlier in that inning. Uh, I, I could because uh, I because then Grandal walked right, and so I think then Berger was up with two guys on base. So so again, it it goes to show you that you know you. You, you, those opportunities are going to come along. And, and the only scoring chance they had through, I think, six innings, uh, maybe, yeah, through six innings, was Berger at the plate. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you basically got what you wanted in that he comes up with the, with the chance to, with the best chance to score a run. Obviously, that was happenstance. It just worked out that way. But, you know, 
it, can it be this thing of after after the first inning does it matter what the lineup looks like you know i mean I, you know, you know that I'm not a big lineup guy, so I I, I don't get as uh, in depth on this stuff as everybody else does. But uh, Berger to me was in the lineup today. He had a chance to hit. I mean, how many times has Jake Berger's hits this year been home runs with nobody on base? Like, you know, right. if he's batting eighth, he can still hit a home run. It's not like you're not allowed to hit when you're batting eighth. Yeah, absolutely. But like, I just think what you know, he played third base today. Moncada, that's his position. And you wrote, what is that, like three weeks ago, about Berger not playing second base. So it's just, right. you know, that the that is the opening day lineup, but it does seem like this opening day lineup was flawed. Like the current leader in home runs is Jake Berger. This team desperately needs homers. Like the GM that said, put it on me, said at the trade deadline last year and even after the, the season, we need more home runs. Ball in air, or ball, ball go far, team go far. Right, I think that's that's what he said. I'm a simple we, guy. Ball goes far, team goes far. We have that sound effect. We have nothing else. We have that sound yeah, effect. Yeah, we have that. Play it again. All right, we, we're not in B that often, so we don't get to use it. I'm a simple guy. Ball goes far, team goes far. Simple guy. All right. I, 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 like, And we know that Aloy is going to be the DH. So, like, it seems like the best roster has to have Jake Berger in the, the lineup. It either means Aloy needs to play right field. Makata needs to go back to second or Berger needs to play second. Like, I, I don't, I don't feel like I'm crazy saying that because you look at the home splits for Jake Berger since 2021, he has a top 50 hard hit percentage. We've heard about this eye pitch machine that he uses at home and how helpful it is. And he has the fifth highest weighted runs created plus since 2021. That's not a fluke. Like people have not been able, he's still doing this in 2023, hitting the, the, the hell out of the ball at home. Like today it wasn't fruitful, but still like in 40 plus plate appearances, he's been extremely productive. I don't understand how you couldn't have that guy in the lineup. Yeah, that's true. But he is in the lineup. People aren't talking about him. Not but when, in the when Moncada comes back, if Moncada comes back. Well, yeah, and I wrote back then that maybe the idea is that Eloy plays more in right field, and we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, we we don't have we don't have an estimated time when Moncada is going to be back yet. When you know what I mean? So right now, play as much as you want, Jake Berger, because there's nobody coming for your job until Moncada gets healthy, and we don't know when that's going to be. Absolutely. Um, anything else that jumped out from today? Again, there was eleven. Roster moves. Uh, they win again for the second straight, or the second straight time for the first time. They win two straight games. Um, Lenin Sosa. We haven't brought him up. Uh, any other loose ends that we need to tie? Yeah, I mean Lenin Sosa was kind of the same thing as Colas, only on a much greater scale, right? Because he his numbers were much worse than Colas's were. Um, and, and he had some defensive miscues as well. I know people like what he does defensively, but during this just last weekend, he had a few really glaring ones that, that weren't very good. And, and uh, again, that's not enough necessarily to get you kicked off the team, but when you couple it with what he was doing offensively, which was next to nothing, he was batting under 200, um, that's what's going to happen. You're going to be expendable. And obviously the reason he was up here was to play second base while Tim Anderson was hurt. Tim Anderson didn't hurt anymore. So makes plenty of sense. In fact, who knows? He could have been batting 250, you know, well above what he was actually batting, and he still could have gone down just because of a roster crunch. So um, there's that. I mean, Tim Anderson, Billy Hamilton, I mean, this team needs some energy. We saw it from Billy Hamilton tonight. Um, you know, Tim Anderson didn't have the, the greatest day at the plate, but uh, Billy Hamilton provided the spark that has seemingly been missing from this team 
since the start of the season at this point. So um, that's that's a, a positive for this team to get him back in there and, and get some energy going. Um, but yeah, it was it was a lot of moves. It was a lot of housekeeping. Um, at the end of the day, we'll see how much actual difference it makes. I, I think the, the, the headlines still are, you know, obviously other than them getting their best player back in Tim Anderson, the headlines are Oscar Colas going down and, and Jake Diekman getting DFA and kind of showing that they're not afraid to um, make a move when it needs to be. I mean, that's two years in a row now. Last year it was Dallas Keuchel. This year it's Jake Diekman. Um, Throw in Leary. Sure. Right. Yeah. Leary. Absolutely. Correct. hundred percent. So um, they're not afraid to do that. But at the same time, um, it, when you ask, you know, when you ask at some point, why aren't they spending this? Why aren't they spending that? They're look at the amount of money they're paying people not to play for them. Right. So, oh, I mean, it's, and- it's, it, 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 it has, and listen, it, it's, it's nobody's fault, but theirs, they're the team that signed the guys to the, that didn't perform. So, um, that's fine. But at the same time, um, you know, you, you, everybody likes to harp on, uh, spending money correctly. And, and here they are, uh, th- you know, three guys in the last calendar year that they have paid to go away, which is, um, which is not what you want to be doing, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> right. A- absolutely. And I mean, that's why I'm going on a diatribe in the, the, the pregame show about Jerry Reinsdorf. I mean, R- Rick Hahn saying put it on me and it, and it seems almost like a like like a put me out. of. I, I'm not, I know it, it wasn't, but like a put me out of my misery. Like since 2013, the White Sox have the 26th worst win percentage. And this is from Paul Hembakaitis from Get Up. Uh, he's a producer over at ESPN. Uh, 26th worst win percentage in Major League Baseball. They have the 30th worst uh, win percentage in the minor leagues. As an organization, they're 657 games under 500 since 2013. Jerry Reinsdorf says he puts the player, the people in the position that he wants because he knows that they can succeed and he doesn't meddle. Yet here he is introducing Tony Larusa into this team uh, in, tw- in 2021 as the manager, right? I mean, like this, this White Sox organization has been poorly run. And I'm not trying to bash Andrew Benatendi. He, he, someone said, Hey, do you want $75 million? And he said, yes. Who would say no? He's, he's a smart person. Arkansas makes them very smart there. Uh, the university of Arkansas, I would, I would recommend your children go there. All right. Um, but like it's, it's not his fault. It's just more of a symbol of what he stands for, for this organization. And it's, it's just frustrating because this team shouldn't be nine and 21 and it's a great start. 1-0 1-0 and in May. I said they're going 20-9, and so hopefully they continue the vibes. Uh, they got their ace on the bump tomorrow. Uh, I mean, this is a great time to win a series. Anytime is. Anytime is a great time to win a series. <laughs> um, Michael Kopech said tonight, night and day since, uh, you know, since Saturday, the, the mood changed from Saturday to now, basically. You know, I mean, this is uh, – two dragons that they've slayed here in their last two games, first being uh, able to end that losing streak and now being able to win a couple in a row for the first time all year. I mean, it was just last weekend uh, or a little over a week ago that they lost back-to-back walk-off games. And and that was kind of the opening days of that losing streak. And um, they show up here tonight and they, they've walked off two teams in a row, two first place teams in a row. Um, you know, I, I had that moment on the, uh, on the show yesterday where I kind of pointed out what's going on across baseball. Uh, every division except the national league West has a team, including the American league central, by the way, has a team, further out of first place than the White Sox are right now. That's two of those two of those teams are the New York Yankees and the St. Louis Cardinals. So how about that? 
How about that? I I, I, I think it's hilarious that uh, Yankee fans are all upset. Uh, we literally showed the graph yesterday that they have like an 80% chance to be a wild card team still. And uh, I, I had this stat today too, and I just think you, you, you like funny stats. Uh, there's been 118 World Series. How many World Series have the Yankees played in? Ooh, they've won what, 27? 27. And they've lost. I'll say it's not that, not as many as they've won. I'll say they're over 500 in the World Series, but You're like correct. I bet it's, I bet it's, I bet it's 20. I bet it's over 20. Uh, 20 they've lost. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, they it's are 27 and 13 because they've gone to 40 okay. World Series. 40. Gotcha. Um, and they have gone to the that's, playoffs. That's not that far. 13 versus 20. Like, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, 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 for sure. I was just saying, like, it's just they, they're so good in the playoffs. They're, they, I was just more trying to say the win, the win percentage is, you know, it's right. not seven games over 500. It's what, uh, 14 games over 500 yeah, right. in, in the World Series play. Uh, they've made it to the playoffs 58 out of 118 seasons. Um, the White Sox have gone to five World Series and they have gone to 11 postseasons. Uh, so 9% of the postseasons compared to the Yankees going to like 49% of the postseasons. Yeah. So they have a tradition of winning. Hey, what you're saying is basically the White Sox go to the playoffs and they have just about a 50-50 shot of winning the World Series. That's what hey, you're saying. It's almost like they should do it more often. It's Jerry Reinsdorf had a quote about, you know, a good baseball player goes up to the plate and goes uh, three for 10. The White Sox are, what, five for 11? That's that's incredible. It's just get get that guy. That's Jake Berger. Get him more at bats, people. Um, anyways, uh, Vinny Duber, we love you. And go follow Vinny Duber on Twitter. At Vinny Duber, he's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. And you can read his article from today about the 11 roster moves the 2023 White Sox made. Vinny, uh, safe drive home, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. See you, Sean. He's, I, I got to talk about a fastball here. Man, I, Steven made, worked his ass off to make these graphics. What, what other graphics do we have? We just have the fastball stuff left. We got uh, fastball stuff left. We did the uh, we did the we did the, the starting pitcher. Yeah, it's just that. It's All right, just... let's let's get into it. So, Joe Ryan pitched today, and Joe Ryan pitched very very well today. Um, I, I really enjoyed watching him pitch. The Rays gave him up, which is very surprising, but it tells you how good the Twins are uh, as an organization. He threw forty eight fastballs today out of eighty seven pitches, um, and he's a guy that sits ninety two point eight on his fastball. Uh, that's not really that impressive. That's not really blowing you away. And Steve Stone mentioned that it's because of his deceptive delivery as a short arm a action. And when people ask what Ethan Katz brings, what Ethan Katz is trying to do, he's trying to bring that short arm action. You could see that in Jimmy Lambert, right? Hemothy Lambert. You could see that in Dylan Cease. You could see that in Lucas Giolito. That was a large part of Lucas Giolito's success in 2019. And I was really just thinking what's the difference between Lucas Giolito and Joe Ryan? Joe Ryan, five wins this year. What was his ERA coming into this game? I think you knew it was... 281. 281. I mean, he, he's incredible. I mean, he was he was fantastic today. Again, uh, Joe Ryan, six innings, one hit, no earned runs, two walks, seven strikeouts, 87 pitches. He was great. He throws a four-seam fastball, he throws a splitter, he throws a sweeper. Lucas Giolito throws a four-seam fastball, a changeup, which is very similar to a splitter. The whole point is to throw off speed, right? It's, it's a, it's not a, a, a breaking ball. It's off speed. And then the sweeper, you know, G Lucas Giolito throws a slider. Um, Joe Ryan throws a sweeper, very, very similar arsenals. Let's go to the fastball stats. What makes them different? They're both very good. Like I know people think that Giolito is a worse pitcher because of the spider tack. 
but he can be extremely effective with what he has. His fastball average uh, inches of drop is 12.8. That's good because it has that rising effect. Ryan's is at 17.2. That's more major league average. You know, it's, it's not really having that rising effect. However, Ryan has a lot of run. 10.3 inches of break compared to Giolito's 5.3. We've talked, too, about Giolito maybe instituting a cutter or a sinker to throw up uh, and, and maybe throw a, a little bit of a different angle from his fastballs to, to try to throw off hitters. But still, Lucas, being how big he is, 6'6", the extension he gets, the perceived velocity is 94 miles per hour. Joe Ryan is still 92.8 because he's just kind of a, an average build. So Lucas, like just because of his size the ball's coming at you a little bit faster. If you remember Bailey Falter from the Phillies, he's throwing about 90, 91, but it gets on you really quickly. And that's what uh, Steve Stone was talking. You could see Tim Anderson having fastballs down the middle and, and he's following them back like he's late on 91-mile-per-hour fastballs down the middle. Why? And, and it's just because of Joe's delivery. Or, or not Joe. Yeah, Joe Ryan. Yeah, Joe, Joe's delivery. Um, you say Joe over and over again. It doesn't seem like it's actually a, a fucking name. Uh, but go back. The spin this year in 2023... For, for Lucas is very similar to Joe Ryan's 2,178 uh, uh, average RPM for Giolito, 2,180 average RPM for, for Joe Ryan. The the fastballs are very similar, and I think Lucas is really onto something. He has the best ERA right now for any White Sox, and I think if his location, if his control of this pitch gets a little bit tighter, he could be really, really successful. Um, when you look at pitches in the zone for Joe Ryan and Lucas Giolito, they both have a run value of negative 6.3. And the issue is Lucas Giolito just has about 20 less fastballs in the zone. So throw more strikes, Lucas. Throw more strikes with your four-seam fastball. He's been really good at getting swings and misses out of the zone as well, so I do want to give him credit. Like when he throws his fastball, four-seam fastball up high, he does get a lot of decent swings and misses. So two, if you want to show the, 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 the plot there, Steven, you could see Joe Ryan really is center located, a little bit uh, uh, kind of chest high with his fastball. And he's got a really, really tight zone. Where Lucas, there's a lot of red. There's a lot of splotchiness, right? If Lucas is able to keep it more chest high, a little bit near that top of the zone, the old Lucas Giolito will come back. The only thing left that he needs to tweak is control issues. Lucas Giolito can go on a crazy run. Lucas Giolito can have an ERA under three. His changeup is fantastic. He's trusting that slider more. Pedro Grafol talked about that mentality, and that's great. That's what I want more from Pedro Grafol. Give us more about what you're trying to tell these players, what you see from these players, what these players' potential is. He saw that motherfucker in Lucas Giolito in the Royals' dugout. And what we've been seeing is after Luke, or Pedro Grafol gets ejected, he goes up to Lucas Giolito, gets in his face, and is like, I just brought that intensity. I want you to bring that intensity. And Lucas was great on, on, on Friday, right? He was great. So what I really want is just Lucas to have more starts, have a clean bill of health, and I really do think that you're going to see a top three starter again for the White Sox comeback because I, I see no difference between him and Joe Ryan, and I honestly think he could be more of an effective pitcher than Joe Ryan. Um, I think that especially not facing the Rays twice is going to help. Lucas Giolito versus the Royals, that's going to be a fucking problem. Lucas Giolito versus the Reds or whatever, that's going to be a problem. Lucas Giolito has always been a problem to the Twins. So I, I, I'm not sure when his next start is. Not it's not the third game, right? It's not. I think that it's not tomorrow. Uh, no, that's Dylan. Yeah, it would be I, after I, after Dylan was. Uh, I think yeah, it was 
think it is Julie at all. We're Give me a second. I'm, 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 on, I'm on the sketch. Giolito. Mm, all right. Well, I I, I think Giolito is going to do great against Minnesota. He always you does. You heard from me here first. Um, in 2018, Tom. It's 2018 worst pitcher in baseball. Anyways, that's going to do it for the CHGO White Sox postgame show. Love you people. We have 41 likes. That's Philip Umber, I think. Um, Philip Umber number of likes. I would love to we, get that over 50. We got we 114 just people. Just uh, passed the anniversary of this perfect game. We did. Uh, the we most got, obscure perfect game ever. <laughs> there's a lot out there. I don't think you can name the first perfect game. I can't, no. All right. So, and I think it was thrown by a White Sox. Oh. Um, we got 43 likes. Uh, if we can get that up to 50, I would really appreciate it. Thank you so much for watching. I know it's a solo show. No herb. We appreciate everyone hanging out with us. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Thank you to Vinny Duber for joining me from Guaranteed Rate Field. Make sure you're heading to allchgo.com and reading his most recent piece. Check him out at Vinny Duber. And hey, check out Herb too at Ecknerwall23. Appreciate everyone hanging out with us in the chat. All you familiar faces, Shirek, Bobby, White Sox, Tom, Melissa, uh, uh, Raphael. Uh, really do appreciate Beef Loaf as well. Herb was in the chat. Uh, really do appreciate everyone hanging out with us. Uh, thank you to Steven Nicholas for his uh, excellent production work and I think uh, fixing the, the, the white balance on the, the camera, which is fantastic. Uh, and thank you, Clark, for saying it. it was a weird show. That's my favorite thing is being weird. All right. So uh, tell me more about your ra- favorite radio stations. Uh, follow us on Twitter at CHGO underscore White Sox. And we'll see you tomorrow. We have a pregame show, right? We do. Yeah. We got a pregame show. 530. Herb will be there. Um, and then we got a postgame show as well. So uh, love you guys. Mwah. See you tomorrow.